In John chapter 4, we'll read about three verses and expound on that, and then we'll go home. Amen. John chapter 4, verse number 28. And I, I love this, these verses here. There, there's, there is so much just in these three verses you could preach on. And, and, I, and I kept going one way, and the Lord would lead me in another way, and then I'd drift off back to another way, and just kept going back and forth, back and forth. And it's just, like I said, it's just so much you could preach on tonight. But I, I do feel like the liberty that God has given me, the Spirit of God, and we've heard this story of this woman at the well many times, many times. And, and I love the phrase that he makes in the beginning uh, of this chapter, talking about Jesus, he must need to go through Samaria. You have to know something about Samaria. This was not a place that a Jewish man would want to go to. The Samarians were a cross of Jews and the Canaanites. When he went into the land of Canaan, God told them not to mingle or mix with the people there. God said, don't bow down to their idols or their false gods. And yet you have Jesus here going to a place that wasn't fit for a Jewish man to go. Verse 28, the woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said unto the men. And, uh, see, women can be a witness too. Women can be a witness too. And I love this phrase, come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Can I tell you, God can tell you all things that you ever did. You can hide it from anybody you want to hide it from. You can hide it from me and I can hide it from you. But you can't hide anything you do from God. He knows everything about you. He knows your, the number of hair on your head. He knows your thought, the intent of the heart. God knows everything about you. So come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? It's just, Lord, can nobody else do this? It had to be the Christ. Then they went out of the city. And came unto him. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight, Lord. We just ask you to touch our hearts and help us to be what we need to be. And Father, we just praise you and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we do pray. How many of you are glad that Jesus doesn't care of what kind of limits man has put on him, but he will cross every boundaries. He will go to the other side of the tracks. I'm glad that he is the God that would that whenever other people want to stay away from you and other people don't want to have nothing to do with you. But He is a God that will be right there with you. He'll go to the meth labs to save you. He'll, he'll go to the bar to save you off the bar stool. Uh, he, 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 he's, he saves anybody, any place, any time. He, he is the God that will go to the rejected people that nobody wanted. When they call them uh, trash, He is a God that will go into them. He's not just an American Savior. He's not just a, a British Savior or the German Savior. He's the Savior of the world. He's a God that can save anybody, anywhere, 
at any time. He can save you sitting in Sunday school. He can save you sitting in church on a Wednesday night. He can save you sitting at a crack house. It doesn't matter about my God. Who you are or where you are and where you came from. Your status in life, it doesn't matter. Jesus will call, cross every boundaries just to get to you. I'm glad that he's not God that tears down the walls that man builds up. They said you shouldn't go there. You shouldn't talk to those women. They shouldn't talk to that lady. But the Bible said he must need to go to Samaria. I, 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 I wasn't in Samaria, but I was in a small town in Florida. When Jesus said, I must need to go through Smyrna. I, I, I was on my way to hell. I was lost and undone. <laughs> Jesus came by my way. <laughs> he said, I've got something for you. I've got some water for you. You drink of this water and you'll never thirst again. He'll go anywhere to save anybody at any time. When he gets to the Samaria, the Bible said he comes to this water, well of water. And this woman comes at the middle of the day. Now normally the women do not go at the middle of the day to gather water. According to Jewish history, but this woman came at a different time. Even when your schedule is not set up like you think it ought to be, Jesus knows exactly where to meet you at. He'll get to you at the crossroads. There might be someone sitting here tonight at the crossroads. You don't know which way to go, but I'm telling you, look up. Jesus is at the crossroads with you tonight. He's rearranging your life and your schedule. You're not where you ought to be and where you think you ought to be tonight. God is there. Here's this woman coming to the well when it wasn't an appropriate time to come to the well. She's coming to draw water. When she gets there, Jesus is weary from his journey. Even his, in his humanity, he was weary and thirsty. Jesus is sitting on the well. And this woman comes by. He asked her, give me to drink. She says, you don't, you don't have anything to draw water with. Then Jesus starts preaching to her. And he told her things that no man had ever told her before. Can I say Jesus can tell you things about you that no man ever known before? He begins to speak to her and explain to her if she knew who she was talking to. If she knew who was talking to her, instead of him asking water from her well, she would be asking water from his well. She said, I don't know what well you're talking about. He said, this well that never runs dry. She said, sir, give me this drink. 
I, I want to drink from that well that it never runs dry. I'll never thirst again. I'm tired of walking up this mountain, taking this jug with me. I'm tired of coming back down this mountain every day over and over again. It seems like it never ends. It's a one, it's just a continuously going trip. Uh, give me this water that I'll never have to thirst again. Never runs dry. Can I say this world is hunting for something? And thirsting for something? They don't know what they're looking for. Uh, these people are trying to smoke their troubles away. They're, they're trying to, these people are trying to uh, drink the wor their troubles away and their worries away. But the problem is, when you get high, you come back down and your problems and your worries are still there. They don't go away. They're still there. And it's another thing. You've got to get higher the next day to alleviate it. You just can't say, I, I'll get this high and stop. It's a never-ending cycle in life. You can't buy enough from the crack house. You can't get it from a drug dealer. You can't get it at Walmart. You can't buy it on the corner of the street. The only place you can get it at is at Jesus. He's the only one that has it. The peace that you're looking for, that, that surreal peace in your life, that you no longer have to reach out to the world and find something in the world to satisfy the hunger in your soul. It's Jesus' peace that satisfies the hunger in the soul tonight. He's the source of that all we need in our lives. People looking, hunger, and thirsting for something. And they're filling their lives full of stuff. And the problem is, they're filling their lives themselves with Gorging themselves, which is only making them wanting more and more and more. She said, give me this water. You're talking about Jesus. Then Jesus turns things around on her. He said, go call your husband. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said, you're right, but you've had five. And the one you got ain't your husband now. She said, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Good consumption of her. He knows everything about her. And he knows everything about us tonight. She said, Father Jacob gave us this well. Our fathers worship in this mountain. Yet you say that Jerusalem is a place where men ought to worship. This is the only thing I know I have been giving. This is the only place I worship at. Not only is it a place I draw water from, but it's also the place where I come to worship. There are people sitting in church with the arms crossed and never worship in church. And they say, I'm not one of those worshipers. 
Can I say you worship something one way or another? And it's not where you worship, but it's who you worship. We go to ball games, we worship ball games, we get excited and we praise the team that wins and we get upset with team that don't win. But we get to church and we don't want to say a blooming thing. This is a place of worship. I told you last week that when you come to the doors, worship should already be in your heart. It shouldn't be coming here to be primed. You should be ready to worship when you sit down. This is where I come to get water. This is where I come to worship at. Jesus said, you don't know that there is coming a time. They shall neither worship in the mountain nor in Jerusalem will they worship the Father. But the Father is seeking such that worship Him in spirit and in truth. What is he saying? It's not about the place where you come to worship. It's about the possession that you have when you get to worship. Listen to this. The Bible said as he begins to talk to her. He begins to reveal what is in her. What is in her. And only to reveal what is in him. God just doesn't want you to strip down you for who you are, but He wants to fill you up with who He is inside of you. All of Him and all of you. That'll glorify God. That'll bring worship in your life. Whew, that'll bring worship in the church. When everybody is sitting in church filled with the same spirit and, and we worship together, that brings joy in our hearts and joy in our life and joy in the church. He just doesn't want to learn about you. He, he doesn't want us to learn about wrong worship. And there's some wrong worship in this world today. He wants us to be a witness. The Bible tells us that Jesus spoke to her. She believes who he was. The Bible said that she left her water pot and ran into the city and made this statement. Come and see a man that told me all that I've ever did. Watch this. He knew what I was and he loved me anyway. Let me ask you a question tonight. How many of you believe that the Bible is the word of God? How many of you believe it is that God doesn't put stuff in the Bible just to fill up pages? This jumped out as me. When she left her water pot, why did this woman leave her water pot? Why, why didn't she take it with her? Let me give you this. And this is what hit me. And I said, man, praise God. The lame man didn't need the blanket anymore. He didn't need his bed anymore. Jesus said, rise and take thy bed. He said, you don't need it no more. By you, <laughs> by you taking that bed that is a witness, there used to be a lame man there. Amen. 
He said, you're not going to need that bed no more. When Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and Jesus revealed to them the tomb is now empty, that empty tomb became a witness of what was and is not no more. So I got to look, and why, why did she leave this water pot? And, and the title of the night was Come See a Man. Then I got to thinking about this water pot. I couldn't make my mind up. So I said, come and see this man that, that she left the water pot for. That water pot was a witness that something had changed. She left that water pot there to be a witness to others to see something different is here. If that water pot could talk to us today, the water part, would, water part would be a witness to let us know that change took place in her life. So I'm just about finished. Told you going to be quick tonight. But there's three questions I'd like to ask you tonight. And I want you to be as serious as you can be with yourself. Because these are three important questions that I need to ask you. What was the water pot used for? She used it to fill water in. But notice every time she filled that water pot and carried it back home, I believe she was making a lot of trips to that well. That water pot held what she's looking for that day. It held the source that satisfied her thirst for that day. But here's the problem. She had to keep coming back to that well. So why did she leave that pot? If she had to continue coming back to the well to satisfy her thirst, she's not going to need it anymore. Can I tell everyone in here, the devil has given you something that you're trying to fill your life with that is keeping you from being filled with God. There are people that have excuses that keep filling up with that the world can give them. And as long as you keep filling your water pot with the, uh, the things of the world, the excuses, the bitterness, the frustration, it didn't happen that way. I thought it should have happened this way. God, why did you allow that to happen to me? Uh, they keep filling that water pot over and over and over, and it never brings satisfaction in their life. There's no joy. There's no happiness. But she left the water pot. Where, where did she bring the water pot to? She said, our fathers worship in this mountain. This is where we come to worship. I find it amazing how people will trade who God is and what God has given them and time with God 
There are people who used to be faithful to the house of God. But they're no longer faithful to God. Because they have found something else to worship other than God. That water pot kept bringing her back to a place that she had rights to. She said, our father Jacob gave us this well. The best that Jacob could give her, that woman was a place that she could come and draw water. That is the best heritage that she had. The best that man's life in the same flesh can give us. Many times we wind up with empty promises. We come to those wells and we worship at those wells and keep coming to those places. But I don't tell you something, God does not want us to continually coming back to a place only to satisfy us for a little time. But he wants us to come to a well and he wants us to take this well into the world. We just don't need to worship God in this place. It's not about this place. But it's who he is. You can take him to Walmart. You can take him to work with you. You can take him to your family. You can take him to your friends. He's still God. He ain't changing. He's not just one God inside church. When you go out the door, he's the same God. I'm the same yesterday and day and forever. He's not going to change. So what God you've got, you can take him with you wherever you go. Praise God. But I find that we try to leave God at church when we leave because we don't want to take Him into the world. Hey, come on now. You have found yourself as soon as you walk out that door, last thing on your mind is God. Am I honest? I'm, I'm being honest with you. I'm going to tell you a lot of times I walk out the door and I don't give God a second thought. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've had to repent. I said, Lord, forgive me because you should be number one in my mind on my thoughts every minute. And you'll take care of all the other stuff that goes on around me if I focus on the right thing in life. So God doesn't want you to keep going back to the world trying to feel the world into your life and trying to feel that because there's no satisfaction in it. But God said, you take this will. Get this, not only can you get the well here, you can take the well with you. <laughs> that's what it means. It never runs dry. That means that's what it means you'll never thirst again. Because you're taking that well with you. Everywhere you go, I can drink this bottle of water and I'll be thirsty again. But I drink of this right here and I'm not thirsting again. I'm not worried about it. Why? Because I've got it with me. Everywhere I go, I've got it with me. It keeps refilling my soul. It's bubbling up inside of me and it wants to come out. That's the well of God. Jacob didn't give it to me. The Lord gave it to me. So the question, why did she leave it? She left it to others know that you can get more here than what you have been getting. And you can be filled your life with more than you've ever imagined. What is it that you've been 
carrying around? What is the God that wants you to leave behind? Let go of? So somebody can see it. There's been a change here. He changed her water. He changed her worship. And he also changed her witness. Bible says she went into the city and said, Come and see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? She got it. She didn't need that water for it no more. She got it. You know what I think is amazing? That Jesus took a woman that had a reputation. Five husbands living with one that ain't her husband. Nobody would have gave her the time of day. No one would ever listen to what this woman had to say. But when Jesus got inside of her, now she's going through the city. She's not, there, she's not saying, hey, this man, that man. But now she's saying, is this not the Christ? And the Bible said that when the men of the city heard her, they all gathered together and went out to meet him. What a witness. God can use you no matter where you've been and no matter what you've done. God can still use you. You just got to let some things go in your life, Lord. God's didn't, I guarantee you there's somebody sitting right here that's holding on to something that God says, no, you need to let go of that. You need to say, hey, I, I'm, I, I need to be changed. I need, me to, I need to be something that needs to happen in my life, but until I let go of that, it'll never happen. Can you imagine if she'd have reached down and picked up that water pot and took it back with her? What kind of witness would that have been? She'd not have been a witness. She would have been instantly saying, I hear what you say, but I just ain't really going to trust you. I'm not going to put all my trust in you because this water pot has served me well. I just met you, but this water pot I've had in my life a long time. And she said, no. I perceive thou be a prophet. She said, there's something different about this man. He's not the same as the rest of them. He's, he speaks things that nobody knows. So I'm going to let this water pot down. I'm going to let it go. Because I'm not going to need it no more. Can I tell you, can you lay yours down today? So I don't need it no more? Because there's something different about him that I want in my life. I need in my life. I desire in my life. Got to ask yourself, is there something that you need to let go of? Say, Lord, here it is.